Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Season 4, Episode 2 of Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. I am your host, Professor Jeremy Vilmer. And joining us now, Bobby Blaze. Granny! Granny, get this damn dog off my leg! Shit! Well, fuck me backwards and sideways and up my leg, Jeremy. I hope this dog don't have COVID, because I've got body fluids all over my fucking leg. Good thing I've got a mask on. How the hell are you? Um, I am pretty well. I mean, my hands are a little dry and sore, and um, I've got foggy glasses all the time because of the face mask, but otherwise, I'm pretty okay. I am pretty okay. Yeah, but we're wearing our mask, by God. we got to be safe, because that's what we'll be talking about this week, the COVID episode. That's right. And see, I, I'm lucky because the Silver Scorpion left me a couple masks behind, so I have plenty around. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Little heel. How the hell has that heel been doing? He's very secretive, so I actually don't know. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Okay. Yeah. He's not a big share of that guy, you know. He's a big social distancer, isn't he? Yes, he is. He he kind <laughs> of invented social distancing. There you go, man. That's good. That's what I've been trying to do myself. I was kind of practicing it prior to this COVID hitting, man. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and, you know, I, I touched a little bit on, um, you know, being drunk for the better part of a year. And by that, I don't mean like, you know, I drank almost every day. No, I mean, most every day I was mostly drunk. But I started pulling out of that. So, but to do that, I had to quit going to the bars and restaurants and things that I hung out at. Yeah. So the month or two going into this thing, I, I was preparing for it. I was training for it. And uh, when it hit, I was ready for it. Right on, man. Right on. All right. Well, um, so real briefly here, I'm, I'm going to give a big shout out to Tex. Let, you, let everyone know. I'll update everyone on Tex. How's that? That sounds fantastic. Uh, yeah. Tex is at uh, on Twitter at Pete. Uh, text, as we mentioned last week, um, has been experiencing some, some, some major health issues. And anyway, he, I spoke to him the other day, uh, just keep texts out there, your thoughts and prayers and positive vibes, man. We hope he's pulling through this. He is going to, um, have a bone marrow transplant on uh, July 6th. So if you're listening to this next, the next week or so, you know, just kind of keep that in the back of your mind and, and, uh, maybe shoot him a text there on, um, on Twitter at, at Cheap Pete. But Tex uh, told me um, to let you guys know he appreciates all the shout outs and, and the fans about his artwork and about the YouTube channel. And of course, the YouTube channel, we've had over 8.2, I think it's 8,200 uh, subscribers, and we've had like 1.5 million views. And he was really happy about that. So keep up the good work when, you, when you're feeling better, Tex. But what he told me was um, he, uh, Jeremy, believe it or not, he went over to, I think he said it was called the, the Healing Well or the Healing Wall. I can't remember if it's the Healing Well or Healing Wall. I want to say it's the Healing, it might have been the Healing Falls. Yeah, it might have been the Healing Falls. And he went over and he was just going to kind of, you know, find some solitude and maybe say a silent prayer or what have you. Mm-hmm. But while he was over there, okay, this guy, um, he says, we prayer text and I was talking about some prayer and this and that. And I'm like, you know, hey, man, I just got over health scare myself. And if people offer to pray for me, I'm like, you know, if it makes you feel better, then, you know, it'll make me feel better. That's fine. That's great. Go ahead. And he said, a man come up to him. And he said, hey, my name's Brother May, and I, I can I can heal you of all your woes, son. He said, well, Brother May, I'm Tex. And he goes, you know, I'm I'm not so sure. He goes, uh, he goes, well, let me pray for you. Let Brother May give you some love. Let Brother May uh, heal you. Tex said, well, okay. And just pray, you know, I'm going to pray for you now. So Tex said, a guy stood there and started praying. Said he went on for about 10 minutes about how I'm going to heal you of this, cure you of this. The devil's going to run this 
this disease out of your body. You're going to be healed. And Tex opened one eye. He said about 10 minutes in going, man, you know, brother may better here. Hurry up over there, you know, whatever. And so, uh, finally the guy gets done and he said, amen. And Tex said, amen. And he looked at him and he said, uh, thank you. And he goes, you don't have anything to worry about all your fears about this disease. He said, you are cured. You're cured of everything. He said, the only thing I wish, he said, I wish I could have held your hand, but this COVID and stuff, I ain't getting near you. <laughs> <laughs> Tex said he just about shit. The guy cured him of cancer, but he couldn't cure him of fucking COVID. Oh. He said he would. I said, I laughed. I hadn't laughed that hard forever, but I I said, are you kidding me? He said, yeah. He said he, he stood about six feet away and prayed for me and said he wished he could have held his hand or shook his hand or whatever because, but he said, no, it's COVID. I, I better not. So I said, Tex, I'm going to share that and I'll try to, you know, make it as entertaining as possible. But, um, in all seriousness, Tex is, um, had a really good day today. I spoke to him and again, he's having his bone marrow transplant on the uh, 6th of July and hopefully everything will come out good and, and he'll be back doing um, really good in life and, and doing our graphics and our, our YouTube channel, those type things. So Tex, I hope I didn't screw up your story too bad, man. And I, I do wish you get well soon, brother. So yeah. Um, yeah. Get well soon, Tex. Um, but maybe, maybe don't let those street preachers touch you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you don't know where they've been. Yeah. So I just thought that's pretty funny. And I, I made up the brother. He didn't know, he didn't tell me his name, but I made up brother May cause I knew a brother May that used to do tent revivals. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Oh my goodness, man, that guy there, whoo, what a dandy. I'll tell you that my brother and I, I was about 14, 15 years old. And we had to go spend some time at a, uh, a tent revival because of the people we were visiting at that time. And, uh, we never forget that fucking day. Believe me. Oh, Woo. Lord. So, you know, yeah. I was raised in a Catholic family, but not raised religious, right? And so when I did go to church, it was Catholic church, and so I understood how that works. So the first time I went to the, went to a church with a Protestant friend, I almost shit my pants. <laughs> I was just looking around the room like, what the fuck are you people doing? Why, why is all this hooting and hollering and shit? You know, like, why aren't we standing, sitting, kneeling, standing, sitting, kneeling? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and where's the wine by God? <laughs> oh, oh man. So, uh, anyway, we're being serious about the COVID, um, professor there. Do you want to give us any updates or anything? We need to talk about any, any, or we, cause I'm not going to fucking be here with Walter Cronkite and sit there and go, uh, you know, here's the latest statistics. Cause I kind of was hoping you might have some statistics, but people probably aren't tuning in to fucking hear all the statistics. They're probably tuning in to, to, to get away from what's going on out there in the world. Yeah. And, and I want to address one more thing after that. Yeah. You know what? I'm not, I'm not going to do statistics cause I haven't looked at them. Honestly, the numbers have flared up so bad in this last week or two that I'm just I'm right. not looking at them. Um, I will just tell a quick anecdote here um, and remind people that, hey, even if you don't think the masks help, you know, then are you using making your kids wear seatbelts, even though you have <laughs> even though you have airbags? <laughs> Do you have airbags even though your car has brakes? Those are those are the questions I'm going to get at. But yeah, I, I had a customer start giving me a hard time about the mask and no bullshit. Less than 7,000 feet from where I work is a uh, dual graveyard. One side's Masonic and one side's Catholic. Buried on the Masonic side is my grandmother who died when my mom was two or three years old of polio, a virus. On the other side, on the Catholic side, is the urn of my cousin who died in the 90s of HIV, a virus. 
a huge chunk of my family in 1918, 1919 was wiped out by the Spanish flu. My great-grandparents each lost a spouse and a couple kids. Viruses are dangerous, people, even even if you don't believe it. But the mask is not for you. The mask is for your mother, your father, your grandmother, kids with immune problems, people with immune problems, because you don't know what situation everybody else is in. And again, if if your seatbelt works, why do you need airbags? Why do you need airbags if your brakes work? It, it's not just about you. You know, you don't. Not only do you have rights in this country, you do have responsibilities to uh, other citizens. And that's kind of my soapbox moment for the day. No, you you expressed that very clearly, and I'm wearing my mask when I'm out, and I do it for your protection, not my protection. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to get sick, but if if I am, I don't want to spread it to anyone else. So yeah, yeah, and I've I've always been a big uh, hand washer anyway, so always wash your hands. You know, I tell you this. It's it's really crazy. I've noticed this in a lot of videos. You may have seen it too. That I'm I'm just not going by what the CDC tells you or, or what's best for you as far as you know. Wash your hands and wear your mask and stay safe. Of course, I have a hard time. I put my hand up to my face a lot. Oh, I and, can't and stop. I, I know, and I do it. I, and now that this is on, you know, and you're, I'm seeing other people on videos, and I'm trying not to watch the news because I'm being fatalistically optimistic about all this. But the one thing I'm not going to do is I put my hand a certain way. And it's right up in my face. I'm like, damn it, don't touch your face. They keep telling you that. So uh, luckily my hands are clean for the most part. So anyway. Yeah, that's the important part. Just be as safe as you can. Remember, you know, we got to protect other people, not just ourselves. What what I'm getting at is it's not just about you. Right. You know, and that being said, you know, Bobby, I'm going to move on. Oh, were, were you done on that topic? Yes, yes. We just wanted to yeah bring that up. Yeah. So I just wanted to hit on something here real quick. Um, When you and I started the show, and it was actually two years ago this month, I believe. Was it June or July? Yes, it was June. Actually, it was it was the we canned we canned two episodes, I think, in late May, and we you debuted them, I think, around June the fifth of 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 two years ago. You're correct. Yeah. So yes, two years ago this month. So I remember in an early episode of the show, I joked about being a three-time NWA world champion with the assumption that nobody really had any idea who the NWA champion was at the time. Right. Um, Boy, has that changed. (laughs) Um, You know, I think it was like just, you know, a couple weeks to a couple months later, Cody Rhodes picked it up off of Nick Aldis, and then all of a sudden the entire wrestling world was different. Yes. Absolutely. In the two years we've been around, we've gone from just WWE or practically just WWE to AEW, NWA. Um, You know, people are paying more attention to the indies now. Um, I mean, it's it's been pretty, pretty wild, you know. Yeah, because you had turned me on to Nick Aldis uh, Mm -hmm. prior to that. And then um, the uh, NWA, even the NWA product that's on at 605 on on, on the YouTube channel, on the Facebook channel, I guess, um, that wasn't even out yet. Uh, AEW was basically, you, I think you and some of our audience members used to say, hey, it's just a t-shirt company. You know, they, they had done a couple pay-per-views yep. at that point, but you mostly had the, um, the WWE TV, like you said, the, the product there. But then... It's, it got to where, well, we had every night, you know, you had you had your, your Monday night with, with Raw, you had your Tuesday night, which I think had a dark and also, um, uh, the of course, the NWA power, yeah. and then the, um, Wednesday, uh, maybe that was a dark, I'm sorry, Wednesday was dark on YouTube or what have you, 
Uh, Thursday was the new uh, the AEW actually got on TNT, if I'm not mistaken. And no, is that Tuesday? I can't remember. Anyway, fucked up. You're doing, you got Friday Night Smackdown. And I mean, it's just incredible. And like you said, a lot of more people were paying attention. You and I kept saying the indies are coming back, man. Pro wrestling is getting off its life support system. Yeah. Um, and it really, it really was. I had went to several shows, a couple more than I normally don't even go. You know, I, I would usually go to two or three once every two or three months. I was going, you know, there for a while, I went to several uh, shows, every, at least one show every month for about probably four or five months in a row. Uh, really nice independent shows, you know, and saw some top talent. Yeah. So, and now, now. <laughs> and then this hits. Yeah. And, so. Um, well, and I got I to gotta lead this off with some bad news because I think the NWA TV title might be cursed. First, Ricky, Ricky Starks jumps and goes to AEW. And then I just yeah. found out that current NWA TV champion, Zicky Dice, has left the company. That's what I said. I knew you told me about Stark uh, leaving, but then I just read like two days ago, maybe I guess Ziggy Dice was posting some things. And I was like, okay. And then Thunder Rosa started her own company. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what that's going to mean because uh, we kind of left last week's show. Uh, you said you want to approach the elephant in the room and we didn't. We're probably not going to right now um with all the allegations and stuff going on but heck who knows when nwa will be back you know so those people might they have to get work somewhere you know and you yep. have to go and i just heard um some other news today i don't know if you're aware but i guess tessa blanchard is done with impact yeah um so i don't know what's going to happen there is she going to you know jump to AEW or you know she's too talented to just walk away from the business i think and yeah, i don't know if but, AEW pick her up or not or, well and see what happened with her was allison k um made some accusations of Tessa spitting on and dropping the N word on a black girl that she was working with. So there, you know, even though people are going to want to sign her, there's going to have to be some time of penitence in there. There's that's just it. That's the thing. I I, I don't know if WWE picks her up. You know, I don't know if AEW picks her up. I just know that, you know, and apparently, you know, some people say she's a real sweetheart. We all know how talented she is, but I guess she's really hard to work with. I'm not a female wrestler, so I don't know. I've never met her. I'm a fan of her work when I see her because she's unbelievably talented, and I'd like to see her land somewhere. But, you know, as far as past allegations and stuff, and then we don't know what's went on with uh, with Impact. If I know she didn't show up, I guess, and then she didn't mail in a couple or send in a couple of promos or something. So I don't know. Maybe maybe they didn't pay her. I don't know. It's Impact, so I don't know. I don't know what happened, but uh, you know what I'm saying? It could be. No, I know exactly what you're saying. What I'm getting is I hope that, you know, people like – Thunder Rosa and, and, and Nick Aldis, NWA, you know, we're both big NWA fans. That's, that's the, you're going to be doing a series on the, on the title, man. I can't wait for you to do that. Uh, but um, to hear your podcast on, on the titles, but man, I'm just wondering where these people's going to go when they had it, when they was having, you know, six, what were they doing? Six, no, he's doing eight tapings over three, three or four day period, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, who knows, you know, but we got some wrestling that's on TV, and I've watched bits and pieces. And Jeremy, I have a hard time watching with no fans. Yeah, I really do. It's um, yeah. Well, so in you and I are old enough to remember when the AWA couldn't sell tickets to one of their last sets of pay per views, and so they did empty arena matches, and it just it sucks the air. The energy and the air are not in the room when it's like that. For sure, I tried. I tried a SmackDown. 
Um, and this, and then I, I watched um, a little bit of AE, AEW, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I just couldn't get into it. And I, and I seriously tried cause I was like, I was really, uh, like what's causing all this. And I know that's you know, Nick's thing in NWA, but I was like, um, I just, I was like, and I was listening to another podcast and, and, you know, I've listened to several and I was thinking, why don't you put all your, your people that's not working at least out there encouraging or whatever. And eventually I guess AEW started doing some yeah. of that. And I tuned back in another time and, you know, I guess they had some of their talent sitting around, not sitting around, standing around doing whatever. And I still couldn't get into it. Just was not the same, man. So I just, you know, I just uh, go back and watch something old sometimes on YouTube and, mm-hmm. and, and, and listen to my podcast, uh, but I'm hoping it comes back, man, because we're hoping it's damn. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be without being as fatalistically, uh, fatalistic. I'm trying to be as optimistic about us getting through this uh, as a human race. You know, yeah. leaving everything else out of it: politics, mask, no mask, wear a mask, all that. I just want this world to get through it, man, because it's a damn. We're in a pandemic. And I don't even know how WWE stayed open during that time to record and AEW and, you know, with, I know Florida made it at Central and that's, we leave, and with all the other sports, good news is NBA is going to drop a, a, a season in on us. And so is Major League Baseball. So we got that coming back soon. If you like those sports, yeah. hopefully football, who knows what's going to happen when it's time for football. I don't even know. Well, football so. hopefully is far enough out that, you know, we actually have some sense of what's going to be, because right now we're still guessing. Yeah. Know? Like, yeah. just a couple of weeks ago, it was, okay, everybody, back to what you're doing, and now all of a sudden, our numbers are worse than they were a month ago. Yeah, that's the thing that's kind of scaring me. I knew they was going to spike in May. I think everyone did. I think some states that opened too soon. I don't even know if, because, uh, again, I'm not trying to get involved uh, politically here. Mm-hmm. Just saying uh, they phase things in, and I think that's the best way. But then all of a sudden, it seemed like several states were just like, um, you know what, just go back to the way things are. Oh, you don't need a mask. Yes, you do need a mask. And it was like back and forth. And, and now we're seeing people, of course, with summer, some people saying, oh, it's a virus. It won't live in the heat. Well, you know, and then people started traveling. So, well, fuck, we've been locked down for three months, man. We've been social distancing for three months. We want to get the fuck out. Yeah. And they had planned vacations or they started traveling around. And, you know, I noticed that, you know, uh, some of the cases around here is people that's been traveling, um, you know, to and from the beach. Um, when the beaches open back up and again, it could have more to do with your hotels, your, 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 your restaurants, your bars, I, just, and, and also, and again, you know, we, we discussed a lot of things, like I said, the, the elephant in the room last week about all allegations. We also know about the black lives movement matter. You know, we're not dumb here. We try to make the, 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 the podcast as fun and entertaining as possible. I'm trying to bring you down, but all the fucking protesters and you have the right to protest people. Mm-hmm. So if you want to, please do. But you saw it, and I watched the L.A. news about three nights in a row. Uh, the shits that's going on down in Louisville now, uh, not even get into that. Just saying, people were protesting. You have a right to do it. But there definitely wasn't any social distancing. And, yeah, some people did have masks on and some didn't. But that has to drive this thing back up. That You know, oh, yeah, we're just absolutely. now a couple of weeks away, a couple of weeks away from those protests and, um, and everything that's going on. And, uh, man... It, we we knew this was going to come. It was going to happen, even though you have the right to protest. Um, that had to be a big part of the, these numbers spiking again. So, again, I, I'm not I, trying to get on my high horse here. No, no it's Mr. COVID or whatever. It's yeah. just a personal view, personal view. Look, large uh, gatherings of people are going to be dangerous. I mean, it's yes. just, you know, 
Um, now, fortunately, it looks like younger people, you know, people in reasonably good health, it looks like the majority of them don't even know when they get it. So it's not like yeah. they're suffering going to the hospital, but what it is doing is that now they're going to drag it around to other people who aren't going to be in such good condition. They can't weather the storm, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. So, the, um, we was talking about the social distancing and, and, and wrestling without the fans there. Um, I, I do know some places had some empty arena matches and done some, some internet, internet stuff. Uh, and we know several independent wrestlers, um, on the indie circuit. And we, we contacted a couple, you and I did yep. and asked him to send in a, uh, we've got some audio of how the COVID affected, uh, their work as, as independent contractors, independent wrestlers. Um, the, the ones I, and I spoke to see, um, I'll just throw their names out there and then you tell us how we're going to set this up. But basically, sure. um, you know, I spoke to each of these people. Um, I did an interview, uh, for, uh, with Robbie V, uh, for all bets off podcast a while back. And, uh, I think you, you got him to send in some audio and I heard what he has cause he plays rock music too. And I, yeah. you just kind of fill people in who Robbie V is, if you don't care. Uh, and, and I, and then we've got some audio. I know I talked to Chance Prophet. I talked to Casey King and I talked to Jock Sampson and I know you're going to drop their audio and how it affected each of them. And, and as you play them, um, we'll just kind of sit here and then I'll add something after you play each one. I think you got the order of chance, Robbie, Casey and Jock, and then we'll blend in and give out some, how you can reach these guys and, and, and help support indie wrestling. But, but um, I think it's important that we did touch on how the, um, you know, how, how the COVID did affect people um, in the wrestling world that maybe don't have the big contract, but still do pretty good out on the indie circuit, you know, every weekend. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's, you know, that was kind of a new thing too, that was coming out of the, um, the late WWF only era is that these, some guys were starting to figure out how to make a living on their own without a big contract yeah. going out and hustling dates and this, that, and the other, but let's yeah. go ahead let's go ahead and we're going to drop, um, chance profit in here. And then we'll talk for a second about him. And then I'll set up Robbie Vegas. Okay. Hey Bobby Blaze, yours truly, Chance Prophet. Um, just replying to the message you sent me for the Bell to Bell Blaze podcast. Uh, COVID really hit us kind of hard. Our numbers didn't change at the Power Slam Academy. Our trainees were still pretty hungry, pretty determined to grow, whether it be by um, getting in the ring or just by doing our Q and A's and discussing ring psychology. Uh, the whys and hows and, and and wares of pro wrestling and doing your your moves and making everything make sense. Um, it made a lot of our students frustrated, to be completely honest, because they didn't really have to deal with the mental aspect before doing the physical. We always paired it hand in hand, so I think it benefited them a lot. It made them study a lot more and they found a lot more um, favorites as far as like I made them delve into some of the more old school wrestling and uh, watch how the guys that didn't go out there just to do gymnastics and a lot of high spots made pro wrestling work and made the fans get get the reactions that they wanted in the matches. Power Slam Academy students have been really, really on point, and they've been really, really dedicated 
to becoming professional wrestlers. And yeah, COVID kind of derailed us a bit with the in-ring work, but when they came back, I, I swear it was like kids at the playground on the first day of school. They couldn't wait to get on the monkey bars and just play. So had to rein, them in, rein that excitement in a little bit so we could get some uh, uh, good ring time in and do some work, but they came back hungry, so it, it helped us in the sense that it made them hungry. It hurt them in the fact that, you know, it would take them a little bit longer to get towards their quote-unquote graduation dates, but I'm lucky and blessed to have a really good group of students at our school, and uh, Mike Tawney at IW East Coast, and Cody Smith really stepped it up to help me with content to provide to them. And uh, Indie Wrestling TV, we uh, helped them get connected with that app to study some of the independent wrestling that's out there today and, and from the not-so-distant past. I would also like to invite anybody that's wanting to achieve that dream of becoming a professional wrestler to come check us out at the Power Slam Wrestling Academy. Uh, we are located in Nitro, West Virginia at the old Nitro High School. Uh, you can check us out at powerslamacademy.com or find us on Facebook for more information. Got a lot of good trainees, got a lot of good trainers down there, got a lot of guest trainers coming in. Need to get a little bit of that Bobby Blaze action down to Nitro as well. So thanks for your time. God bless. All right. So Bobby, tell us real quick, like, um, you know, I know he dropped it all there at the end, but if somebody wants to go to Chance of School, if they're in the West Virginia area, if they want to do any booking through Yes. Yeah. You can check out Chance Profit. Um, you go to chanceprofit.com. Uh, he's also got the Power Slam Academy, and that's in uh, Nitro, West Virginia. And I hope to stop in and see them. And Chance is a really good guy. He's worked for NWA. He's worked for a lot of big uh, companies. Very talented guy. Um, he's also a college professor. He has a master's degree, so he knows what the hell he's talking about. And um, and on the professional wrestling, he's got at the uh, Power Slam Academy. He's got several students that I've met. Uh, he trains them very professionally. Um and he's just, again, it's just a really good, good, good guy. And um, I think he's about 45 minutes to an hour away from me up there in Nitro, West Virginia. And again, you can reach him at chanceprofit.com and you can check out um, the Power Slam Academy if you're interested in any local talent. I know a couple people that do go up there and train some, uh, maybe not in the last few months, but that have been through there other than just his students because they do have an open uh, door policy uh, if you're in a world of professional wrestling. So there you go. Yeah. So that is chance. And, um, it's kind of interesting, like how he, how he kind of broke down, like, so we can't have guys wrestling right now, but we can work on ring psychology, which is probably the biggest difference between seventies, eighties and nineties. And now is a lot of the guys aren't as good at working the quiet moments. Yeah. You know, the, the yeah. down, like there's, who's the new Jake, the snake, you know? Who's right. the guy? Yeah, who's the guy that can make you shit your pants by just standing in the corner? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But chance takes them all the way through, man. It's legit, you know, wrestling school and and uh, that psychology though is such an important thing. So I had like three months there just to study tapes and, and and talk and 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 watch and learn and listen. You know, didn't have to. Uh, they you know might have a little ring rust on them going back into the uh, ring, but they still was you know involved and keep keep trying to evolve in their training. So that's good. Yeah, that's that's very good. Okay, so now 
Um, Robbie Vegas, I actually came across him, or I can't remember how we met, but um, when I was still doing Geekish I met Cast. him through you. Oh, okay. But when yeah. I was still doing Geekish Cast. Yeah, I met him through you. Yeah, so when I was still doing Geekish Cast, he hit me up, and then when he and I were talking, turns out he's a big metalhead, he's into horror movies, he's got like slasher tattoos and stuff. So he and I hit it off immediately because we're like, okay, so pro wrestling, horror flicks, and metal. It's, it's like we're <laughs> it's like we're brothers, you know, practically related. So he and I have stayed kind of, you know, kind of in touch here and there. Uh, but when we were getting ready to, you know, when we started wanting to reach out to people, um, I know Robbie runs a podcast and he's on pro wrestling tees. He's got, you know, he's one of those guys that hustles. I mean, this dude is, you know, he works at Northeast Corridor. He goes up to Canada. He's selling t-shirts. He's doing concerts. So I knew if somebody was going to be affected by COVID, it'd be him. Yeah. So let's see what he had to say. What's up, Rock Soldiers? This is Robbie Vegas weighing in on the COVID-19 situation for independent pro wrestlers. It's been wild. It's For a lot of us, this is the least we've wrestled in a very, very long time. I know my last match was somewhere around March 14th, I think, and I don't know when... I'm coming back. I don't know what's happening with it. And um, for a lot of us, it's stress relief, but it's also, you know, it's our passion. It's our dream. And when you're not able to live that dream and not let those passions out and, and that stress out, um, it's it's just a whole nother world that you have to adapt to because we all, we all know gyms are closed also. So it's just been a really strange time finding a way to um, make the best of it, stay relevant. Um, some people are losing a lot of money on this, not being able to wrestle. Um, I know I opened up a pro wrestling tea store with a bunch of different designs, trying to compensate for some of that. And overall, just trying to, since we can't play music anymore, on top of wrestling, you know, just been releasing music on Spotify and iTunes and, and Apple Music and Google Play and all that stuff, and, and just trying to stay creative, stay out there, keep your name going. Of course, um been doing my best to keep bringing new episodes of my podcast, the All Bets Are Off podcast with Robbie Vegas out there, a lot of fun guests doing that kind of thing, and keeping, you know, things wrestling related on some of those episodes helps, and it keeps people talking about it, it keeps it going. For the most part, this has just been very strange, uh, not having wrestling be the main part of your life, not having a match to get ready for, a gym to be in to get ready for those matches. And um, I, I'm just hoping that it's over soon. So I guess for him, it wasn't as bad as I was expecting. Uh, it sounds like he was getting through okay, which is pretty good. Yeah, and I tell you, you know, if those I, I tell you what I like about Robbie too. So he's got the he's got the wrestling doing anything. Like you said, he's doing indie rock scene too. Mm -hmm. And if you on um, I've been on the All Bets Are Off podcast, and of course you said he's got uh, pro wrestling tees, but he also on Twitter. Um, he dropped some uh, some really cool acoustic songs, man. Very talented, very talented musically inclined artist. And I really enjoy when he drops some of those. So he is selling some music, I guess, too, uh, some songs and and how they drop it nowadays. I'm not you know sure if you get like four or five songs for a box or whatever it's called. But yeah, you know you just got to get by with what you can, man. Do what you can do with the talent you're given. Yeah. So. I yeah, good that. dude too. I enjoyed my conversation with him. Yeah, no, he was he was a lot of fun to talk to. Um. I can't remember who said it. I'm going to say it was Arthur Ashe, but it, it was probably somebody else. But the quote that I always like is, start where you are with what you have. It is enough. And, oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. And I, it's it's just one that, you know, I just try to keep in the back of my head because, you know, I think a big part of my younger life, I was like, oh, hey, I'd like to do this, but, oh, hey, I'd like to do that, but. 
And nowadays I just kind of look at it and I'm just like, fuck it, you know, go punk rock, man. You got 15 bucks, <laughs> then use your 15 bucks to do what you're trying to do. It's kind of like, that's one of the things I appreciate about Billy Corgan's NWA is look, they got a very small budget, a limited talented pool. And when they couldn't do wrestling, they said, okay, well, we're going to do, everybody gets their own show on YouTube and we're going to do this, that, and the other. And, you know, and they just ran with it. Yeah. Right. You know, that's, I'll tell you, if you got a dream, you got to really try your best to pursue it. And, mm-hmm. and you got a talent, you got your best. I once bought a, I had, seriously, I bought a DVD off the uh, guy, DVD off a guy. He said, hey, man, this is my life story. It's on DVD. It's five bucks. And I gave the guy five bucks for it. Okay. I've never even watched the thing, honestly. Yep. But my thought was, I said, if I can help this cat here, Five dollars is not going to break me, but it might build him up. And hell, he might have a movie out there by now. I don't even know. You know, so I could go find the LDD and say, "Oh yeah, I remember I bought this guy uh, off a guy from the library one day." It might be a blank DVD. I don't know. But the fact was, he was trying to live his dream, yep. and I hopefully helped support that dream by giving him five bucks. Because, like I said, at that time, and and, and fortunately, sometimes you're in that situation. Five bucks wasn't going to break me, but it might build him up. So, you know, that's when I go to these shows. If you're buying someone's T-shirt off Pro Wrestling Tees or you're buying their music, um, buying their photos, buying their DVDs, or just when they do open everything back up and you buy a ticket to that local indie show, whether it be an artist, uh, punk rocker, uh, uh, you know, heavy metal, or it may be a pro wrestling show or whatever it is, you're helping supporting and building those people up. And that's why I went to a um, – I had um, – uh, Suplex tacos last night. Okay. Okay. And I had went over, my brother went over there on uh, Cinco de Mayo. I, st- I told you that one of the owners was actually in last night. And I went through a drive through and I said, my brother texted me. He was like 20 cars back on Cinco de Mayo blocking a street and he was getting food for a uh, pickup because we were trying to support local businesses, you know, during yeah. this COVID thing. And that's what I was wow. getting at. So I told him, guy, how, how good I went over there last Saturday actually and ate. Um, some uh, uh, some tacos and and I actually got a six one nine which is their big burrito and they stick fries in it with everything it's really nice but um, I had time to talk to him I said man I'm always trying to support you man I says it's it's only third time but I'm I'm back again this second time in two weeks I told him we was there Cinco de Mile so support those local businesses when you can man just like you was talking earlier about bartending you know give the guy an extra buck or two man you know that, that people have to live off those yeah. wages you know and and I know I hear some of these other podcasts and. And people are talking, you know, wait staffs that's been out of work for months now. Bartenders been out of work for now. Just uh, people that work the door, ticket sellers, you know. Oh, yeah. um, these people's been out of work, man. So anytime, I'm not saying it's going to throw your money away. I can't do that. You probably can't afford that. Uh, sometimes it's just, you know, uh, hand to mouth, here you go. Yep. But if you got that extra buck, give it to them. And if you don't have that, you know what? Be kind to them. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Uh, anyway. Just, just kind of my rant on that. No, no, it's, yeah, that's, I was going to say, you know, when you can, cause like, um, you know, I used to make quite a bit more money than I do now. And when I'd go to comic conventions and shit, I bought everything from everybody I liked. You know, I'd see a kid who was doing, you know, doing their own, po- you know, comic book that they're doing. They got t-shirts and shit. I bought it all, you know, odds are I wasn't going to wear it or read it, but I wanted to encourage them to do, do creative Absolutely. things, you know? And that's kind of, you know, there's been so much corporate consolidation that they're the only room for really individualistic people is going to be to go punk rock and do it yourself. 
because there's not going to be a lot of room out there for a corporation to look at your weird little thing and support it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so so the thing is, guys, if, if there's a small wrestler, you know, like when I say small, if there's an independent wrestler that you're a fan of and they've got like a pro wrestling tease or anything that they're selling, merch or whatever, and you can afford it, get it because that's probably a bigger part of their income than they're picking up wrestling. Yeah. And I think we're going to hear from someone about that uh, next, if you're not, not mistaken. Is that yeah. correct? Well, we'll we'll segue directly from that into uh, Casey King here. So let's listen to what Casey has to say. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Bobby. When you all first asked me to write a paragraph about how COVID had affected me as an independent wrestler, I initially thought that I was going to write a very negative article about how I, how much I missed the business and how much I missed the fans and how the extra income not coming in hurt me and how I let myself get out of shape while the gyms were closed and whatnot. And as tough as COVID was at the beginning, uh, I was laid off from my job. I had no income coming in. Uh, unemployment, they weren't cooperating with me. And on top of all that, my grandpa passed away. But as I was sitting there and I was struggling to find ways to hustle and make ends meet, and come up with ways to pay my bills. Pro Wrestling Tees, they gave me a platform to to sell my merchandise on. And within that first week, I sold enough t-shirts to pay my rent for the next month, to pay my water bill, to buy food. And, and the fans and the friends I made in wrestling made sure that I wasn't going without. And on top of that, the some of my closest friends in wrestling, they went above and beyond and they sent me money on PayPal that I didn't ask for and I don't I'm not going to mention their names because I don't think they would want me to but the fans and the friends that I have made in professional wrestling during COVID were literally paying the bills professional wrestling was literally paying the bills so as negative as COVID was I'm choosing to look on the positive side of things I kept myself in shape by doing 10 and ones that Bobby showed me. And as much as I hate them, I was getting pretty good at them. And they made sure that I wasn't losing much strength when I got back to the gym. So thank you all for asking me to do this because it, it really helped me realize how good I have it and how professional wrestling has helped me in everyday life. So thank you all. I hope you all have a good day. I'm so glad the podcast is back. And uh, you all take care. And that was Elmer Fudd, I think. <laughs> now, come on, man. That's my man Casey King out there. Um, you know, he's the Appalachian dream, brother. He's oh. the Appalachian dream, Casey King. Okay. And, uh, yeah, um, you can say what you want to say. ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Casey King. Go out there and help support his, um, his Pro Wrestling Tees because apparently that helped him get by a little bit during the COVID. And also because what we just now talked about – Good fans and, and brothers and good brothers in the business, brothers and sisters in the business looking out for each other when you can, you know. But uh, I know that's probably not the um, last that we'll hear from Casey King, but um, we hadn't heard from him for a while. Uh, we gave him a shout-out before, and I know you probably are going to make fun of his accent calling him Elmer Fudd, didn't you? Well, hmm? you know. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> we all can't be big city slickers there, Professor. No, I, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, it's it's easy for me to make fun of other people's voices. I mean, have you, have you heard my voice? It's pretty fucking spectacular. 
It is. It's great. I'll yeah. give you that. Casey King also, uh, at the Time Warp at the Ashland Town Center Mall, they got my book, Pin Me, Pay Me, for sale down there, just so you know you want to support someone. You want to help support me, get a, get a copy of my book, Pin Me, Pay Me. With that said, Jeremy, I'm just going to say, hey, sometimes the books give us a few extra dollars by uh-huh. support, to help go to support this show. And sometimes it's one book a month. It might be six books. I don't know. The most I've sold, I think, on Amazon was maybe about last April. I think we sold about six. I'm not sure what happened that month. Uh, maybe tax time. Maybe people got money back. I don't know. But um, if you go to Amazon, um, you can find, you know, Bobby Blaze Medley. Um, you can get my books. If you go to or you do the Tiny URL, that way you can kick the show will get some kickback. Go to tinyurl.com backslash. Uh, Blaze Book One, and you can get Pin Me, Pay Me. Uh, it's not going to cost you anything extra. You just make an extra click there, and again, the show gets a little bit kickback. If you want to get my second book, um, I kicked out on two, The Education Wrestler. Just go to tinyurl.com backslash um, Blaze Book Two. It's that mm-hmm. simple. Blaze Book One, Blaze Book Two. So they're just kind of squeeze that in there real quick, Jeremy, on you. Um, plug myself there while we was plugging these other guys on, on their sites as well. And our site, you know, using our tiny URLs. And I think you had another one um, about the Manscaped, if I'm not mistaken. You want to give that out real quick? Because I'm about to do it for another shave. Yeah, that's... That um... was, uh, M2M or B2B, um, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it was B2B. Hold on, though. I wrote it down, yeah. but... Bobby, I was a little unprepared for that one, so hang on. Oh, that's okay. I didn't mean to drop it on you. It just came to mind. Um, I had it written down here, too, to be honest with you. Folks, stay right with us. You are listening to our podcast, The Bell to Bell, Bobby Blake, that we're both scrambling through our notes and having a good time and having fun with you guys. Uh, I got a lot of good feedback, Professor, off of last week's uh, podcast, by the way. I listened to it twice. I usually just, you know, like once, but I listened to it that morning. I was like, oh, you know, it's locked the ring rust off, so to say. Well, the the second time that afternoon, about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I listened to it again. I thought, you know, other than me cutting out, it really wasn't that that bad. But if you want to, go to tinyurl.com or backslash.com. B2B, it can be B-T-O or B-the-number-two, Manscape, and hopefully the show will get a little bit of kickback out of that. And I own one, and I use one. I encourage the professor to get one. I know my brother is going to get one. I don't know how your manscaping skills are. I just know I, I, I got mine, and I like it, and I'm due to use it again. Um, there you go. Yeah, so, uh, you know, everybody jump out there, grab one of those. Your, your partner will thank you. Um, yes. Your tattoo artist will thank you. Uh, shave your balls like an SMW champion. That's what we're trying to say here. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. You sent me that picture at one. I was like, is this serious or not? I still have to sleep. Sometimes when we're on different time waves, time links, or time zone. God damn it, spit it out. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> I might go to bed at midnight. Well, it's 9 o'clock your time. So if I do fall asleep at midnight, which sometimes it's a lot later than that, but I get up relatively the same time every morning. I'll look at my phone, and like, probably like everyone else. You piss, you brush your teeth, you look at your phone or whatever order you do yours in. And I'm like, is this a river? What? Because, Jeremy, <laughs> I'm going to blame this on the, the Silver Scorpion, okay? Sure, sure. The Silver Scorpion sent me a picture of the manscape from that was available on Amazon, and he was going to run a picture. It had to be a Scorpion, and it said... Groom your balls like an SMW champion. And I was like, 
What the fuck? I ain't grooming anyone, motherfuckers. <laughs> I'll shave my nuts. I'll shave my balls, whatever. But I ain't out here grooming anyone, okay? And I thought about it. And I said, I'm going to write him back. So I, I sit there, and I knew he's getting up like at 6 o'clock in the morning. So it's like by that time, it's 9 o'clock in the morning. I got my wits about me, and I'm like, first of all, I'm not grooming anyone. <laughs> Unless you champ instead of championing. Then he caught it, and, and I guess he told the professor. Uh, what, what did he tell you there, uh, professor? Um, I know he sent that. I know he did. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so he, he told me we were going to go with uh, shave your balls like a champ. And, okay. Uh, that does sound no better. Grooming. Yeah, that does sound better than grooming your boys, so, you know. <laughs> there you go. That's what it was. Yeah. Oh. Talk about me not reading the fucking room, man. Yeah, so while yeah. there's accusations of grooming going on, I'm out here throwing that word around. In a yeah, different I way, but got that, and I was yeah. like, "Oh my gosh, did he even know?" No, I didn't. And I, I give the silver scorpion. I give him. I was like at six o'clock in the morning. He sent it then, or it was late last night. He sent it. I don't know, but yeah, get the manscape. You can get one. It's B two B tinyurl dot com backslash B two B as T O or the number two B two B manscape, and maybe show you a little bit of kickback out there, and maybe. Jeremy be so kind to to give the silver scorpion a a a dime or two. You never know. Yeah. Well, you know, somebody right, so- somebody <laughs> told me he's a secretly a billionaire. So I don't know. You know. Oh man. Yeah. Maybe he'll start a wrestling company and become a millionaire. Maybe. I heard that's a good way to do it. That and getting married. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think we've got one more independent guy to hear from, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I've got it written down here, so I'll let you. Uh, who just who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Oh, it's um, Jock Samson. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, okay. You know, Jock. It's here. COVID affected Jock. Yeah. Let's um. All right. Yeah. We'll we'll be right back after this word from Jock. Hello, everyone. This is Jock Samson, the greatest of all time. And I know a lot of the people at home have been doing a lot of things that they ain't been used to during the coronavirus. And Jock Samson is no different than you. I've been enjoying myself at home, spent a lot of time with my my devilly wife, uh, Linda, and my beautiful daughter, Scarlett. Been getting a lot of father-daughter time, and it's wonderful. But I ain't just been sitting home with my butt. Like back in April, I beat the ever-loving hell out of Casey King in an empty arena street fight to become the FTC champion. You know, and I, I beat him up with my fist. I beat him up with my boots and my sheer will. I wasn't out there doing dick flips because I don't do that stupid stuff. I'm a guy who fights. I'm tough in the ring, but when we get out in the streets, I'm the real damn deal. So I hope everyone is safe and healthy. Casey, kiss my ass. Bobby, if I ever get a chance, I'm going to beat the hell out of you. Jeremy. Okay, that was, um, well, huh. (laughs) Jock Samson, man. You could probably, if anyone could fucking beat COVID, it's Jock Samson. I'll say that. But as far as kicking my ass, Jack, I'm going to tell you right now, you might walk in like a rooster, but you'll walk, you'll leave a fucking feather duster. And I'll have my mask (laughs) on, by God. Because I don't want to breathe in your air or your feathers off your ass when I kick it. So, I, but I'm not doing ass kicking. I'm just an old man running my mouth on a podcast. But, Jock, come on, man. Um, like I said, I'll give you credit. You probably kick COVID's ass. But I'm not over here waiting to get my ass kicked. But I'm not taking the ass kicking either. 
Professor, I'm not sure. Just kind of, uh, uh, you know, I don't know what's going on. You always, you two have always had a beef anyway. And now I'm sure Casey King and Jock, I know they had a fucking match when I'm uh, empty arena matches, like I was talking about earlier. I know they, a couple companies done those things. And, and I, I know the, the one around here did ASW up in, in another part of West Virginia. So man, I'm talking about West Virginia a lot. Um, I noticed that the other day I was reading stuff like, well, a lot of shit happens in West Virginia. But uh, I'm not moving there. <laughs> I know they was the last state to uh, report any cases of the COVID, and I thought, man, maybe I might just want to step over the state line here. It's only about 12 miles away. Um, I touched southern Ohio and, and uh, southern West Virginia and uh, eastern Kentucky right there in that tri-state area. But I like then, then I realized West Virginia probably don't have any fucking tests. And I'm not trying to make a joke. I like they probably just haven't tested anyone, you know. And I was like, their numbers would come up too, sadly. But, um, yeah, but I find myself – I haven't been to West Virginia. I went to Ohio yesterday. I went over and uh, picked up a hamburger. I, I, I hadn't eaten any junk food for so long and tried to do so much better. But uh, I had a um, Frishy's Big Boy hamburger for lunch yesterday, a cheeseburger, mm-hmm. big breezy cheeseburger like, like, like I like. And then, like I said, I went to Suplex Tacos um, last night and picked up some stuff to go. So that was in Kentucky. I need to send you a picture of Suplex Tacos. They've got a, um, it's, it's a, it's a luchador. The, the brothers that own it are from San Diego and are huge luchador fans. Have I sent you any pictures of it on no, the inside? No, you haven't. Um, I, I am not shocked that they're from San Diego with your 619 because that, you know, yeah. yeah, that was a Rey Mysterio move, but it's also the San yep. Diego area code. Yes. And they have all kinds of masks. In fact, I've taken that fucking Jock Sampson. I took him there. I met him there a couple years ago. Cause I've taken Bobby Fulton there and I've taken, um, uh, shit I'm trying to think of his name. Dave, um, the, um, I haven't talked to him forever. David, David, I'm drawing a blank on your name, buddy. I know you're out there. A friend of mine from Cincinnati was in town. We ate a suplex. I took Bobby Fulton there. I took uh, Jock Sampson there. Jock wasn't really worthy to eat there. I don't guess, but his guest was, he had with him at that time. So anyway, yeah, uh, I know we're not even doing a plug for su- suplex taco, but I'm giving them one anyway. So if you're in the Ashland area, go out there and visit them and tell them Bobby Blaze sent you. Um, you know, so anyway, free yeah. plug for flip. No, that's, suplex that's, taco. that's awesome. It, it's pretty cool that they have a theme. Um, you know, real quick, while we're doing kind of shout outs and general things there, a very dear friend of mine is trying to get voted into being the maximum cover girl this year. Now, she's been running number one in her class every time during the voting, but people do need to, like, go and vote for her because I guess they get, like, a big cash award. They're on the cover. Uh, this is one of the coolest chicks I ever met. She used to waitress at this uh, bar I used to go to, and she is also a pharmacy tech but she can make more money waitressing because she's got the best smile you've ever seen. So if I could talk people who are not already supporting somebody in the Maxim cover girl thing, go to tinyurl.com slash Maxim dash Holly and give her a vote as often as they'll let you. Uh, I, she, if somebody deserves to get some cash and some recognition, it's her. Good deal. I know I voted for, I actually, one of those things, again, it's the time difference. Um, I was going to sleep, and I thought I hit retweet, and I apparently didn't. And the next day, I got a little message from you. I was like, absolutely, man. I thought I did. I have voted three times, so apparently you can vote once per day. So yeah. I, I, I did it the uh, the very next morning I woke up at that day, and then I've done it the, the last two. I've actually sent retweets off of yours. So, yeah, let's do it. Hey, that's what we do, man. We help each other out. 
Um, you can find me on Twitter at BobbyBlaze744. That's my only social media, but I do try to help as many people as I can out there uh, using my Twitter. Jeremy is at the Geekish Cast on there. I was going to tell you real quickly, um, and it's not a sob story or anything like that. The the way COVID affected me one way, Jeremy. I don't. I, we talked about this off the air last mm-hmm. week very briefly. That's why it's important to go out there and help people like Holly and give them a vote, uh, retweets and things like that. Um, you know, I do Fiverr. I've got, you know, Bobby Blaze 744 on Fiverr. Um, I know you have a Fiverr account. That's a gig. I have a gig there. You know, I do some things, and, and you'll see some different tweets. I'm trying to help some people out. Um, and then you, you do stuff for $5 is what, what you can do, and you help each other out. And, that's, and as a part of the gig economy, that took a big hit due to COVID. Yes. I went, and I wasn't like, it's not like I'm making a million dollars on, on, on Fiverr or anything like that. So it's not a sob story. It's not a complaint. But during the COVID, man, I had no orders at all coming through. Typically, you know, I get a couple people that say, you know, I want you to promote my, my business or will you promote this tweet. And the way I do it, people, is, is for $5. I retweet about probably six times for, for $5, of which I make four of, and the company keeps one. So you can see it's not something we're trying to get rich at, but it's a gig, and I enjoy doing it. I love doing it because I'm meeting all these different people, and I promote other podcasts on it. And it's not like I'm trying to just want your five dollars, whatever. But you know, it is nice to have that 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 gig to help other people out because we do help each other out. My gigs just shut down. No one was buying anything, and I kept getting messages at the top of my page that you know, hey, due to the COVID, you know, you're you're still listed as a seller, so don't give up, you know. But um, yeah, I got uh, two of my best customers have come back in uh, just the last couple of weeks, actually. And um, one of them worked for a, um, a community college, and they, they do a lot of stuff about helping other people out. And the other gentleman is an, uh, um, an author, and he's all about motivation, helping other people out. And that's my two best clients and, and just people I've met, just like the professor here, through through podcasting, through uh, through uh, doing my author page on my, on my you know, Bobby Blaze 744 on Twitter, pro wrestling, and, and like I said, podcasting, pro wrestling, Try to give out good vibes, you know. I'm going to finish up with that, Jeremy. I'm going to try to give out good vibes and uh, books and authors and things like that. So, yeah. Um, I just want to tell you before I head out of here, I know we've all been cooped up and locked down. You've been doing your social distancing. Um, man, just, you know, try to stay safe. Uh, wear your mask. And, Jeremy, I'm being – I don't want to – it's kind of hopefully fatalistic, uh, fatalistically optimistic. I want to be – honestly, I want to be honestly – Hopefully optimistic, not fatalistic. And sometimes our views change on that's why I was joking earlier about like I'm fatalistically optimistic. I don't know what it is. But no, I'm really trying to be hopeful and be optimistic during this time. And once again, it's great to be back on a podcast. I hope all the fans I don't have any particular shout outs because we gave out a bunch last week and I just want to say all the ones that I we gave out last week, the usual suspects, thank you guys so much. Because it was really good to hear from our fan base, and we got a really hell of a bunch of good guys yeah. in our fan base. We're going to have a female on here soon. Hopefully, I've got a, something else going on, so maybe we can pick up some damn female listeners too. I don't know, but I'm just saying. Yeah, so, that that would be nice because this yeah. our our audience group. Uh, more women would be nice, and you know that kind of yeah. leads me into the next thing I was going to cover real quick. You know, I, I'm actively searching for. Um, advertisers right now to kind of you know help keep the show running and you know maybe put a couple bucks in our pockets. Okay. Um, and so Acme Mask Company got a hold of me. I, I believe it's the same company that supplies Wiley Coyote with his stuff. Okay, I'm familiar with them. Yeah, Acme. Acme. Yeah. So they got a hold of me 
or I got a hold of them and they kind of responded and they've, they've got these masks. They're not quite as good as the, what is that? The, the N95, but they're, they're along the lines, you know, um, they're not government certified or anything, but, but the nice thing about it, which really applies to our audience is it'll help cover up your ugly ass neck beards, your missing teeth and all that chewing tobacco and men can wear it too. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> See you next week, everybody.